Next on BYUSN, the Big 16. Three more teams, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, all Big 12 bound in 2024. Has the reality set in yet? And how are you processing this renewed conference rivalry with the Utes? Plus, Fessy Satake previews the receivers from camp and which impact men's basketball player transferred. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, August 7th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Girl Dad Camp dance student, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I had a great time at that. Uh, third annual Girl Dad Camp. There's a father-son's camp around uh, Memorial Day. This is the third annual one. They went from 400 to 750 to 1,000 dads and girls. There's Venna, my 10-year-old. We had a great time. So fun to see uh, all kinds of former BYU athletes and their daughters and people from all over the country. Um, and we had some international uh, you know, homies show up to the awesome. camp. So great. if you have a daughter that I think is uh, 8 to something like uh, 14 or 16 or something, I don't remember the top end there, it's awesome. Um, BYU Sports Camps did a great job again. Heather Olmstead, Diljit Taylor, Lee Kamard, Vince Stroud, everybody did awesome. It was so fun. And it's not about like you're learning skills. It's just quality time For sure. together. Yeah, Vince Stroud is an unsung hero in the BYU athletic He's being sung right now. Yeah, and well, should we should. Be. Yeah, we um, should. B BYU is in the top three, I'm told, in number of campers in the country. Not surprising. Which is wild. Yeah. How about it? Yeah. We're all about family I, they, here. Let's go. They've been building for this for a while. Aw yeah. Awesome so stuff. So highly recommended. And while you were at Girl Dad Camp on Friday night, you didn't miss much. So fun story. <laughs> I didn't have my phone out. I wasn't checking stuff. I was, in, I was present, right? And so during the night, people were coming up to me saying, hey, did you hear this? I'm like, no, what's going on? <laughs> and by the end, I'm the one informing, like, you know, certain players or coaches, hey, by the way, Utah's in the league next year. It's official. <laughs> Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, all in. Yeah, and so it was uh, It was a fun night of like, oh, my gosh, that happened. Yeah. I mean, I went into the game thinking it's happening over the weekend, so it wasn't a huge shock, but it was like, you know, certain people were like, what? Yeah. Mind you, that day began with a very, very different tune. Just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> all rise and shout. Let's get to it in What's Trending. The final score, BYU 24, Arizona 16. What's Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. Isn't it interesting that BYU had a three-game win streak in 2021? Yes, yes, it is. Against the newest three members of the Big 12 Conference. Hello. <laughs> Can you hear me? And in order of how those teams applied officially for the Big 12. Arizona oh, no. was first, then Utah, then Arizona State. Wow. And frankly... The Tyler Algier punch out against Arizona State is a little bit symbolic yes, of how Arizona State entered the Big 12. They think they're running back to the Pac-12 Friday morning. <laughs> it's all good. We're staying together. Boom! Boom. You're done. They ain't going to Morgantown, apparently. <laughs> the president isn't. What in the world? Holy cow. More on that later. It's the Big 16. It's still called the Big 12. We can see a new logo, by the way, yes. and name of the league next year. Yes. We'll see. They kind of hinted at that. The Big 12 Conference, in just a wildly bipolar turn of events last Friday, adds Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah to, yeah, reach 16 teams. 
in 2024. So on a day that began, Jaren, with multiple reports of the Pac-9 making every effort to stay together. We started the show like, oh man, is nothing gonna happen? Is Arizona not going anywhere? Uh, they, yep. it, it didn't even take 12 hours. <laughs> we, Oregon and Washington don't even show up to the Zoom call. They didn't oh, even go, apparently. Oh my what? goodness. Well, uh, the Arizona schools are leaving. We barely fit this graphic. <laughs> As is Utah, the remaining three of the four corner schools are now officially in the Big 12 as of Friday evening. And as it pertains to Utah's addition, many BYU fans, not all, but most, I believe, have been working through the five stages of grief. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 100%, man. Let me remind you what those stages are. Yes, please walk through them. Denial, okay. which yeah. we were full on in denial. What? No. No, it's yeah. not going to happen. No way. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to pull the plug at the last second. Yeah. Anger. Always. <laughs> Bargaining? Well, I mean, well, what if the, 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 the rivalry's back? I guess that's Maybe good. Maybe it's good. Yeah. 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 Depression? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? They, they didn't have to go through the hard times like we did. And then finally acceptance. So where are all of you now? <laughs> somewhere in there. I feel most BYU fans are somewhere in the five stages of grief. Totally. While they process that, Jeremy, I ask you this question. Yeah. Now that the dust has somewhat settled, mm -hmm. Was this the best case scenario for BYU and the Big 12 Conference to add these three programs? Yeah, it depends what you want for BYU. It almost feels like those are two different questions, perhaps. I think for the Big 12, this was really good. You, you've locked up the West. Like, you're the, you're, the, you're the power. Obviously, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington are four huge brands and names and quality. Like, four of the best in the West, of course, if not the four best, you know. They go to the Big 10. The Big 10 has, uh, you know, its risk board spread out quite a bit now, as I've, I've mentioned. For, for BYU, in the long run, it's probably good to be in the same league as Utah. Like, I, I, it's going to be great to play in November again, hopefully. I want that rivalry week again. And in every sport, for that matter, to have matchups with the Utes. We've been playing in every sport, but we're going to play twice in basketball. We're going to yep. play twice in volleyball, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to once. Um, so, so we've been playing more than maybe you think or whatever. In the end, I'm in the acceptance part, I think. What, what we wanted, though, honestly, is that Utah go through something that we went through for 12 years of hoping we could get... They've been too good. It was obvious that they needed to be in the league, yeah. but it's just a bummer that they didn't have to go through the grind that we did of independence and hoping we could be accepted and finally being accepted and celebrating that in a big way. Yes. Some you'd fan, you know, tweeted, oh, where's our uh, countdown to midnight show going to the Big 12? You've already been in a P5 league, but had you uh, done a little more marketing and been on it, maybe you would have done it in 2011. Like, that was exciting at the time for you, and we were jealous. Um, but here we are in the same league, and BYU Cougars tweeted out the perfect response to that by the Michael Scott paper company <laughs> meeting Dunder Mifflin again. Oh, how the turns table. And then awkwardly standing there in silence. That was the perfect clip to play. Because here we are again with Utah. Um, and obviously Arizona and Arizona State, um, which, which is great. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of history with those three schools, obviously with Utah. I, I think it's good. In the end, it's good. I wanted... Perhaps Utah to experience something a little tougher than two yeah. days 
<laughs> worth of not knowing where yeah, they're going. I think BYU fans wanted Utah to be in limbo, right? Yes, to be on the bottom rung of Inception, um, all the way down, you know. <laughs> but that, there wasn't a lot of panic there. But also, and I know you feel the same way, is the, <laughs> the reaction of Big 12 teams to Utah coming in has been unbelievable. Hey. I don't know if that's like straight up <laughs> for anything Utah's done. Oh, they're Twitter fan, whatever. Or if it's just backing BYU. Like, we know they're your rival, and we're with you, BYU. Yeah, and it was like Big 12 versus been, Pac-12 and it, yes, for months. It's been really funny. Um, but in the end, <laughs> yes, we're not going to all get along, and that's what makes it fun. Like the Arizona State press comment we'll get to later, the BYU-Utah rivalry is perhaps the most unique in college football because of the religious element of that, because of 45 miles apart. In the end, this is, this is good for the league – and it's great that BYU and Utah are going to play every year in football. Now. Yeah, I've reached the acceptance stage of all of this just because it, there's, it makes no sense to wallow in those other states. Whatever. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's push on. Yeah. And, and I legitimately, as I was thinking about it this morning, I was like, it's going to be cool to have a three-game series in softball against Utah and two matches in volleyball and mm-hmm. a guaranteed match every year in soccer and two in women's basketball Home and two and in men's road. basketball. Yeah. Like, I like all of those scenarios. And, and when we look at the conference standings, it's, it's me versus you yes. kind of deal, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Utah's fan base, whether you want to call it the <laughs> Utes loud vocal minority on social media's fault at or not. At what point is it majority? They have been dubbed Big 12 enemy number one by the collective of <laughs> the other Big 12 teams. <laughs> I have to admit it's quite enjoyable. It's, I have to admit it. So much so that several – quote-unquote, notable Utah accounts are like, Do, does everyone in the Big 12 really hate us? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I have a tweet to read. Uh, at Reddit College Football, the new Big 12 is going to be a very fun conference to watch. Every single fan base in that league has realistic expectations, or is Utah? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a meme that came out with that, you know, that fight scene where the dude's doing all these sweet karate moves and it's Utah, and then there's just this dude, the guy he's fighting, he's watching, and he's got the Big 12 logo on his chest, and then all of a sudden, this after doing all these fancy moves and this you know, flowery stuff, dude just punches him in the face and he goes down. Okay, it says this is Utah versus the Big 12. There have been several Utah fans who are not helping the cause here. <laughs> I know. Who are like, we're going to come in there and own it. It's like, don't do welcome that. To, welcome to Parody City, okay? Because there's going to be a lot of 9-3, and 8-4 and four teams in this league. Okay? Yes, yes. I love that the gambling gauchos sent out trucks of all 16 teams, and it was like, welcome to our truck stop conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very funny. Very, very funny. Keep playing into that. <laughs> yes, but it, it's, this is what makes college sports beautiful. Like, yes. watching this yes. unfold helped me get to the acceptance stage. I was like, this is what it's about. The rivalry is back. It's, it's like, not just, we're not the only ones that no. don't really like these guys. It's right? not just BYU right? versus Utah like anymore. A friendly, sometimes it's unfriendly. I would like to think it's friendly. Like, I love to compete. Yes. And I love the history between the two schools. And there is a healthy respect at the right levels. Like, the presidents, the head coaches, the ADs. If some fans on Twitter get after it, yeah. that's great. That's part of it. If we're too nice, is it a rivalry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and we're talking about sports hate, not real hate. Real hate should not exist. Come on now. Let's love. But, like, let's compete. Let's compete on Twitter. <laughs> let's, com- let's have some fun. Let's compete on the field. Court, Matt, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. I think I was kind of in the denial stage even before the official invitations were extended and accepted. And that kind of played into my 
hesitancy and, and, and what I was talking about on the show on Thursday and Friday, which is if there's so much reluctance from Utah and Arizona State specifically, why? Why are you doing this? And I mean, some great fans from the Arizona State fan base and even Arizona's and Utah's all reached out and said, look, yes, the vocal minority is very loud and it's super obnoxious. Sure. And even our presidents have been outspoken about not wanting to leave. Give me a Pac break, 12, said Mark right? Yes. Yeah. And we're not leaving. Mr. Crow at Arizona State, like it's just been, yeah. it's been a weird deal, right? But I had some level-minded people say the majority of the fan base wants to be in the Big 12 because we know what's going to happen if we are not if invited. We're not, if no. we're not invited. And that's the thing. I, I guess I just wanted to hear that, like, like that sort of affirmation of like, we need you. Yeah, that, and they we said as much. Good. Like, we need the Big 12 or we're in big, big crap, a pile of crap, dude. Yes. Like, we need it. Yes, there are four teams left behind, and I have no idea what's going to happen to them, which is crazy. Gambling Gauchos on uh, August 4th. We were left for dead in 2021. Now, best basketball conference in the nation, four time zones for six months of the year. Yep. Restored rivalries from the, uh, from the SWAC, Big 8, Border Conference, and Holy War. Media deal in place worth more than the last one. Stability, ready to add ACC teams. Love y'all. Let's go. It's great. The Big 12 was going to die two, two summers ago. Yes. They reached out to the Pac-12 and said, let's just combine. And, and the they Pac said, no. Like, nah. Like, the Pac-12 had – I mean, the Pac-12 could have added BYU if it wanted in the 70s up to 2021. Could have added San Diego State. Could have added other schools. No, there, there's no one to blame but the Pac-12 for this. And, and it's kind of a bummer, honestly. Like It's weird. There's a rivalry there that we have jumped into as new members of the Big 12. We didn't think there'd be a conference rivalry, um, but here we are. And so, honestly, as just like a general college football, college sports fan, and you and I go down to the deepest levels to the club sports, right, is that's a bummer. Like, I don't actually like seeing that league potentially go away. It's weird. Like, I don't know how they survive. They have four teams. They can't get these teams from the Mountain West out of the, It's too expensive. 17 a year times two now to get in next year. 34 mil for each team. Great, crazy. They're not gonna, their TV deal is not going to be good. You thought the Apple TV one was bad. Just wait. Like, they might actually be on the gas station TVs like, <sighs> with that. Like, oh, my gosh, a kid. So that part kind of bugs me. But uh, Robbie McCombs encapsulates it well when he, when he talks about what the additions and what could come. I, for one, am excited to get justice for Charles Abuo. <laughs> when we play Arizona State in hoops. They called that shot off of the buzzer. If there was review in play in 2008, eight, yeah. then BYU absolutely wins that game. Fun fact, I called KSL and, and had him put me on the phone just so I could listen. Little did I, at, at Sam Boyd Stadium before the, uh, before the Vegas Bowl, little did I know they were just watching it in the press box. I didn't think they had the channel. I was oh, like they, on well, FSN. Got it. Uh, Arizona, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so I felt like an idiot when I went in there. I was like, oh, the game's on. <laughs> game's on. You, you I'm, I'm know. a freaking idiot. I, I think overall, Spence is a good move for the league. It's going to be great to be in the league with Utah. We wanted a little petty and vindictive. Uh, it's hey, back. You didn't suffer. But, like, we're in the same league for the first time in a long time, not to mention Arizona and Arizona State, which brings us to our stat of the day. Bum, bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, bum. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. <laughs> Late, just like the Pac-12's TV deal. Uh, BYU is, the, is in the same league as Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah for the first time since 1977. 
So by the time it actually becomes official that they play league games, it'll be 47 years, right? One of my favorite prime numbers, Spencer. It's, 47. It's great to be in the same league again. And let's compete and let's get after it. Like, we have history with these three schools, obviously with Utah. But like, as soon as 2021, where as you mentioned, BYU beat those three teams in a row. Like, that was, that was fun. So here we go. Uh, luckily, Utah's coming in men's basketball. That gives BYU a couple of wins, which would be great. Um, <laughs> Arizona is going to be extremely tough in men's basketball. Arizona State's a... Although, although the last time um, yeah. Brigham was in uh, McKeon, Jimmer went off 49. Yes, he did. Um, as a junior. Do we have Jimmer? Do we have the uh, <laughs> version of Jimmer for that current to 2023 no. on the roster right no. now? But Maybe it, it's Jackson Robinson that goes for 40. Who okay, knows? Okay, talk me through this because we were talking Friday and you learned some stuff. Is that Friday, there was a point where the Big 12 was content with 14. Yes. But then it got to 16. Yes. Tell me what you learned. So, the big, so Arizona obviously had been the team that was in the works for the longest amount of time. And, and contrary to reports early on Friday morning that, oh, Arizona's not going to go. They're going to wait and see what happens from everybody else. No, they, they were in. They, I think what they, the only thing they were waiting for was to see what Oregon specifically did. Oregon? Yes. Mm. Because, or, like, Oregon was kind of the, the meandering partner in the Pac-9 where it's like, okay, well, what's, what's the deal, Klyovkov? Okay, hmm. yeah, we'll talk a little bit, okay. But They're more powerful figure because Nike. They had one foot in each scenario, okay? okay? They didn't want to take... Each being stay, yes, Pac-12, go big Go to the Big okay, Ten. Okay. And I can't blame Oregon for, based on the numbers that are coming out financially, for being a little hesitant to go to the Big Ten at yeah. $30 million a year. When it may cost... Washington said it will cost them $10 million, $10 million for travel? travel? So it's like that when you take away all the travel money that's going to be expensed at Oregon, then it actually is pretty close to what the Apple deal was, which was $23 million. And then countered with plus, 25, apparently. And then plus variable income. A variable, plus. if however many subscriptions you get, yeah. then you get more. But can you get less? Ultimately, the exposure is what I learned. The exposure okay. is what sent Oregon. They, Apple look, TV is not. We, we don't good. feel like our fan base is going to be happy with the inability to have to stream us on Apple TV Plus, and maybe some of the primetime games get moved to big networks. They, they just wanted the guarantee that the exposure that the Big Ten would give them through their national contracts, ESPN, Fox, whatever else, CBS, CBS yeah. this is a brand new thing for them. NBC as well. That's worth a lot. Yeah. It's worth a lot. And we've talked about it, Like, right? be easily seen matters. Yes, it's not just about that number. It was about which channels, and BYU is in the best spot possible. Yes. ESPN and Fox. Yes. People have those channels, and it's not going to be FS2, people. It's going to be Fox and FS1. Let's go. So as far as the no-brainer invites for, for uh, Arizona State and Utah, again, I know that BYU fans are like, no, no, they're reluctant. They're like, I was there with you, but again, we're pinning it on a university president and a vocal minority compared to what just most people in the university and their fans wanted. Brett Yormark in the Big 12 office looked at Utah and saw uh, the rivalry with BYU is going to make our conference so much stronger. It will make it yes. so much stronger. They're losing Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. We need a rivalry. It's so the premier that rivalry into, in yes. the league now. And not only that, Utah, Kansas, Utah Kansas comes as the defending Pac-12 conference champions in back-to-back -back years. They have cachet. They're a good team. The rivalry is on. Yeah. 
And Arizona State and Arizona are another rivalry they wanted. Totally. So with all these rivalries going away, it was a no-brainer once Oregon left that they bring those already established rivalries into the conference. You have 16. And then go see, from a powerful standpoint, what happens with the rest of the ACC if yes. and when that gets weird and it's like, oh, okay, maybe Florida State and UCF could be travel partners in the future together if Florida State doesn't there get their invite to the Big Ten. There might be a couple right? of teams. There are, some, there are some scenarios that could develop, but they felt like at 16 we are at a much stronger standpoint to be able to lure other teams from the ACC if it gets weird over there and if that conference begins to dissolve or shrink. Yeah. Like, make, so it makes sense. Now, call it. Wait. Yes. Yeah, okay. So just I like it. some like some, it. some interesting yeah. conversations had with, you know, some folks at the Big 12 and like the, the perspective was appreciated, you know, cuz they listen, they saw what BYU fans and what our show was putting out, which is why. Why why? Why do this? Why invite them if they're so hesitant? And it like very quickly was explained to me, here's why. Okay? So in big picture, it just makes more sense yeah. for these teams to be in the Big 12. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally get. Right, your remarks a businessman and he made the right business decision. Not surprisingly, again. No, just just sit on this fact. It just is what it is because Utah's in a Power 5 league. They're going to get more money than BYU next year. Yeah. In the TV deal. But then it's equal in 25 with the new team. And I know that some people are bothered by that where it's like, It is what it is. Well, they don't have any leverage. Why are you giving them full share right now? They didn't want to be with us. Yeah. Because they've been a Power 5 and BYU has not. Our question of the day, three days after the announcement, how would you sum up your emotions surrounding the new Big 12 with 16 teams? Daniel Ormsby on Twitter answers, I know there will be a lot of complaints because of Utah, but I'm excited <laughs> to see old rivalries brought back. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Sure. And frankly, BYU could form a nice rivalry with Arizona State as well. Like, Arizona's athletic director said as much. Like, we can get back to establishing that yeah. rivalry. I think we'll have some fun kind of St. Mary's vibes yeah. there, maybe. Well, Arizona State's yeah. athletic director said some yeah. other things, too, about West Virginia. But... We'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're into the rivalry for BYU. Daniel continues, and wow, who won't want to watch Big 12 basketball almost nightly with these 16 teams? It's going to be wild. Holy cow. Like, BYU is not the worst basketball program in the league now. No, like, they're U not. Utah has, is, is, and UCF are battling for that. We hope BYU can climb up a little bit. Elevate. Let's, let's go. Thomas Quinn Kelly on Facebook says, to be honest, I'm still in the realignment mode and wondering what will happen to the ACC. Some people are. They're like, UConn, San Diego State, what's going on? San Diego State, by the way, just waiting for that invite oh, to man. the Pac-12 the other day. Mm. Oh, my gosh. They were ready. They were on standby. They were ready to they accept on, on Friday. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to happen. It did not happen <sighs> I, again. I, like, I feel I want them in the Big 12. Yeah. The best case scenario, we asked, like, for the Big 12, there's only one other thing I wanted, and that was a West Coast team. Whether that was the pipe dream of Oregon and Washington or San Diego State bringing it, like the what the true West Coast team would be fun to add to the Portland conference. State was also what? Oh. After further review, <laughs> returns tomorrow for the Big 12 preview. Join Dave, Blaine, and David as they break down the historic upcoming football schedule. Maybe a few thoughts on what happened last weekend with the new Big 12. Highlights and more, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app tomorrow. BYU football training camp still happening. Practice is happening right now. Up next, my one-on-one -on -one with BYU receivers coach Fessy Satake and why he likes this new look squad so much. How much do you know about Keelan Marion and Darius Lasso, the newcomers? He's going to explain next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast.
Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. BYU football practice continues, currently actually. The Cougars getting ready for game number one against Sam Houston State. In the meantime, my one-on-one interview with Fessy Satake brings with it a look into what this new-look group has done to impress him, not just in his receiver's room, but on the offense entirely. A potential golf rivalry with one of the players he's immediately coaching. And how many guys are going to be in the rotation when the actual games begin? Here's Fessy Satake one-on-one on BYU Sports Nation. Fessy, we're roughly four days into training camp. And I know it's tough in that very short amount of time, but where do you feel like you've seen the team progress and bond in those four days? I, um, with all the new transfers we have, we have been we have executed very very cleanly um it's been sloppy most fall camp uh fall camp practices early when when i'm referring to sloppy it's it's the the ingrained techniques of ball security like when you catch tuck that thing right away it's it's um getting in a good stance but in terms of execution man our plays have been i've been really really pleased with that the energy is super super high there's a lot of guys who are emerging as leaders that happens a lot more naturally when you're together as a team you're in the heat you know of, of the day and and competing it's been really cool to see a lot of guys um just vocally and by example take charge and, and take lead and so i've been really happy so far with, with how our offense has looked Kalani made it very clear in practice number one, it's a very different feel. And that's understandable because there are more than 50 new faces on the roster and then a new defensive staff. So, yeah, it certainly feels different. How how has it felt different for you? Well, first, obviously, is just kind of the, the new waters, you know, we're, we're treading now headed into the, the Big 12. There's that natural excitement um, to that point. We have so many new bodies in and uh, there's just this this elevated expectation of just getting everyone on the same page to uh, have a seamless transition. Um, and then, you know, lastly, we just there's it's it's every year at the beginning. It just there's this energy that's unmatched. You can't get it anywhere else until you start to practice. You get with all the guys, you, you, you start hitting around. Like, that, that's just every year you're going to feel this, like, this new energy. And so, I don't know, with all those factors, I feel the same way. It's, there's just a special um, excitement in the air. And, and uh, I hope we keep feeling that all the way through camp. What's the secret to keeping that energy, like, day nine or ten? Yeah, it has to come from within with the players. Coaches, we, you, you know, you can say all you want, but you can't pull that type of energy. And so I think you have to be very intentional on keeping the morale high, keeping the guys fresh. It's that fine line of, of keeping these guys fresh um, and not kind of overworking them, um, keeping things excited, keeping things new, switching up practice, making your meeting rooms a little bit different, uh, empowering the guys, and then as you come out and compete, that energy just kind of naturally uh, comes out. And sometimes as coaches, we do have to kick them and remind them. Um, especially as you get a, a week or two into camp. But, uh, man, I, like I said, one thing I've been really uh, impressed with is that leadership and that energy. And so we have more volume of guys than I think we've had in the past that are able to do that, and they'll kind of make up for each other and pick up each other's slack if uh, if someone's maybe not as energetic that day. And so I, I think that's how you just got to you kick them in the right moments, but the hope is that you're doing things outside of the field to keep keep the morale high and the players will bring it out. Let's talk about the new leaders emerging specifically within the wide receivers room. You've got the core three, Chase Roberts, Cody Epps, Keanu Hill, but then you had Darius Lassiter and Keelan Marion, and then some young guys that I know you're very excited about. Who are the leaders that are emerging or taking a larger role in the wide receivers room? Yeah, those first three for sure. Um, you know, Cody Chase and Keanu are, are um, have always been leaders, you know, and, and they're taking a, an extra leadership role this year. Talmadge Gunther is um, – 
is an absolute leader in every single way. And, you know, how many reps that equates to on the field and all that is fall, that, that's to be determined. But I can tell you that you ask any receiver in our room, Talmadge Gunther is, is he's kind of the patriarch in our room. Um, just he has a lot of life experience. Um, he has two kids, uh, which, you know, <laughs> is different than the rest. But um, he, he epitomizes just being committed to a process and, and not worrying about the results and working and showing up and being the same guy every day. And you always want those guys uh, in your room. And, and I, I would definitely give Talmadge that. Maybe you just answered the question, but is there anyone that has surprised you among the wide receivers group in the first four days? Um, man, it's hard, man. I could, I could name a lot of names. I'll say um, Parker Kingston of the young guys right now is, is really, really impressing me. Is it because he's good at golf, Fessy? Um, no, that's actually that's more reason to to not say his name because I feel threatened now. We got competition, but uh, no, he's just really done a good job. He was he was a guy at the very end of last year that we were starting to get in some reps, and in the bowl game he ended up getting a jet sweep or something. But he's just someone that's that's really getting a hold of the offense, and we know how dynamic he was as a player in high school, and that's starting to show now that he's uh, he's getting real comfortable with the playbook. Outstanding. I think every BOA fan wants to know a little bit more about the two transfer newcomers who you expect to make an impact this year, and yeah. Keelan Marion and Darius Lasseter. What have you seen first specifically from Keelan early in camp that you like? Yeah, Keelan, you can tell when he's out here, there's nowhere else he'd rather be. Like, he loves the game of football. He plays with intensity, with passion, um, very vocal. Um, gets the guys up you know if he feels the energy down you just you can tell he's an energy guy um and he's he's made a lot of really good plays he's really twitchy bursty and, and um has a lot of shake and wiggle after the catch and so i've been really impressed with him just me wondering is he a guy that we could see on kickoff return at some point yeah absolutely he's taking reps at kick return right now yep yep him parker kingston falaura pati hobbs we got a lot of guys who are good natural ball carriers that can you know don't dance around and can and can hit the gap and keelan's one of those guys and now Darius, what do you like and what have you seen from Darius in the first four days? Darius is the opposite in terms of personality of Keelan when he's on the field. Um, in the off the field, he's super goofy. He's loud and he's the guy in the locker room joking. But when he's on the field, he's very just in his element, kind of in the zone, quiet, really, really smooth, fluid. He has some of the most natural, strong hands um, that I've seen since I've been coaching here. He's done a, done a really, really good job as well. And so both those two, there's no doubt, as long as they stay on the trajectory they're on, they're going to make a lot of plays for us this fall. Okay, we'll finish with two quick hitters. If you could identify this group in a word or two, which words would you choose to describe the wide receivers? Um, diverse uh, in one in every way you can think of. Diverse, which I absolutely, absolutely love, and selfless. It is so hard for a receivers group of 15 people with the depth that we have and the quality of depth that we have to stay really, really tight. I think these guys have found the magic and it's a credit to them of how to stay competitive, how to compete for something you want, but not at the expense of personal relationships. And I've, I, I love those guys for that even more. And it's, it's a blessing to be their coach. And then finally, as the passing game coordinator and working closely with Aaron Roderick, how many receivers do you expect to regularly play and be in the rotation on game day? Yeah. As of right now, like there's, there's like eight guys I have that I'm like feeding um, equal amount of reps to. We're intentionally just rotating a lot and getting a lot of guys reps. I will say in about a week and a half to two, as we start to really break up and into scout teams and get a little more game specific, I'll have a much better gauge on that exact number because it could literally be six or seven right now. By the end of fall, that could be down to four or five. So, so it's kind of, I think it's going to be that four to six number um, in the very end. And who that is right now, obviously, is, is working itself out.
That's the fun part. Yeah. Fessy, we appreciate the time, know how busy you are. Wish you the best of luck the rest of training camp. That's cool. Appreciate you as always. And we're looking forward to the Parker Kingston Fessy Satake duel on the, the golf course. The match with the you match. and Jerem. Let's go. Right. Let's go. I get you. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to make Parker, that Parker would have to carry Parker us. Parker and Jerem. <laughs> I'll give you, like, out of 18, I'll give you two holes where I give you something. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do that. That's he's a great personality. And, he, I mean, he said four to six guys in the main rotation. Okay, f as few as four feels like small, Spence. I can see six. Yeah, but these five and then... The sixth spot is very interesting. Maybe it's is Parker, that Parker Kingston, Kingston, who he said has been the surprise of fall camp thus far, or is it Dom Henry that's emerging? He loves Talmadge Gunther. How are they going to utilize Talmadge Gunther other than punt returns? Well, that's Hobbs Nyberg. Sorry, Hobbs Nyberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, so you have the three incumbents. You have the two transfers. Those are the main five right there. Like, if, it, if you told me right now it's those five, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm good. Like, Marion and Lassiter need an opportunity here to show what they have. Like, you see Keelan Marion's numbers. That's in one game against Utah State, I believe, where he broke his collarbone. You hear my conversation with him uh, coming up. Um, and and Lasseter is a guy who, physical. Like, he's, he's like one of those Chase Roberts types. Like, yes. down that Puka Nakua uh, uh, road of skill type. Um, not that skilled quite yet, but getting down there. I like those five. We were worried walking in the offseason that BYU just had those three. They added... Keelan Marion, yeah. who's looking for an opportunity, certainly. And then uh, Darius Lasseter. I'm, I'm confident in that group. They don't need a lot of the young guys to really get a ton of time. But crap happens, injuries and whatnot, so you need some of those guys to be ready. Now, you addressed some of the superlatives within the group, I believe, during your interviews that we're going to see later this week with Keanu Hill and Keelan Marion. Like, who has the best hands? Loudest, uh, fastest. Loudest, yes, guy. things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Fessy was commenting on all of those as the players answered to you, and he's like, no, nah, that's not true. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, no, I want that. those it's answers. That it's that guy. We'll air those probably this week because <laughs> we have uh, in the chamber we have Keanu Hill and Keelan Marion, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, exciting. So we can discuss some of those answers after we have the superlatives revealed in those Let's interviews. Okay, if you missed any previous fall camp interviews, conversations we've had, you want to go watch the Brett Yormark interview that we had uh, about a month ago or so, Deep Blues and so on, go to BYUSN.com or download the free BYU TV app. Up next, how much are you looking forward to potentially as a BYU fan for that trip to Morgantown? Because Arizona State's athletic director wants no part of West Virginia. Plus, we got the coaches pull out. How many Big 12 teams? Ooh, here we go. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out our Monday headlines. The Big 12 adds Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah to the league in 2024 to get the total number up to 16. The Cougars yep. played and beat all three in 2021. Side note. And we're in the whack together until 1977. BYU President Shane Reese and BYU Athletic Director Tom Ol Home will have comments. Here's President Reese. We're excited to now welcome Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah to the Big 12, in addition to Colorado. Having 16-member institutions will be a great strength to the conference moving forward. Tom Holm, I'm grateful to the Big 12 leadership for seeing this through. The conference keeps getting stronger. We are thankful to add more Big 12 rivals 
in closer proximity. Here's Brett Yormark, Commissioner of the Big 12. The Big 12 Board of Directors has voted unanimously to admit Arizona State. Arizona and Utah to the Big 12 Conference. We're thrilled to welcome Arizona, uh, Arizona State and Utah to the Big 12 the Conference, gaining three premier institutions, both academically and athletically. And the entire Big 12 looks forward to working alongside their presidents, athletic directors, student athletes, and administrators. There we go. We're not done yet, Jaron, because the coaches poll is out. Yes, it is. So we look at um, you know teams that will be in the Big 12 next year. Texas at, uh, well, not Texas next year. Okay, Texas this year. So either in 2023 okay, or 2024. Is, we got a weird mix here. <laughs> Texas is at 12, Utah's at 14, TCU's at 16, Kansas State at 17, 19 Oklahoma, 24 Texas. Okay. Basically, teams okay. that BYU will or could play uh -huh. in the next two seasons. Uh huh. Well, even if you take out Texas, uh, or sorry, even if you take out Utah, right? There are still five teams that BYU will be competing against in the Big 12 Conference this year that are in the top 25. Yes, BYU got two votes, meaning two at number 25 or one at 24. Holy cow. Uh, so I had uh, dinner with Tom Homo on Saturday night. Yes. And the uh, first question to it me was- It wasn't just Tom, just so we some others. Yeah. yeah, but the first question to me was, hey, uh, well, what's new, anything going on? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I wish Shane Reese would have been the only one to vote no on Utah just to be funny. <laughs> It was not unanimous. Does it have to be unanimous? I, I don't know. I think rules. maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, doesn't matter now. <laughs> Week two of BYU football training camp continues for the Cougars. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick spoke with the media about BYU's offense establishing an identity in camp. Here's what he said. We want to be a team that takes care of the ball. We want to be physical and we want to throw the ball down the field and we'll generate explosive plays also through our run game. And, you know, we, but, uh, those things will never change. We have to, you, you, you can't score if you, if you don't take care of the ball, if you don't have it, right? And our offense is based on being physical. It starts there. We have a lot of big guys, physical guys that like contact. And so that, that's never gonna change. And then it's hard to score if you don't get some chunk plays. You know, you can't, it's, it's, it's tough to go 14, 13 play drives, you know, for four quarters. You need, need some chunks in there somewhere. And so we're trying to generate those. It's not just the identity of this training camp, Jerem. That is the identity of every offense that Aaron Roderick coaches. Okay, I, There's no bigger fan of Aaron Roderick than this guy. Take like, care of the I, ball, be physical, yes. explosive plays. That's been the case since he's been in charge, right? Let's go. More of the same. Special teams coordinator and defensive ends coach Kelly Papinga also spoke with the media on Friday and discussed how he thinks the players are picking up on what is a new aggressive style defense. Energy's been good. Um, physicality the last two practices has been really good. I think our defense still is still trying to learn our defense and learn our style of how we play and the physicality and toughness that we need to play with. But um, I thought today was a step forward from uh, yesterday. And uh, just, yeah, got to continue down the road of just being a, a violent, aggressive, physical football team that Coach Hill talks about all the time. And so, um, but the first four days I've been pleased. Yeah, I talked to Jay as well on uh, Saturday night and he said, the energy is so good right now. We're getting so much better and in a short time frame. So we got a chance to be pretty good this year. I heard violent. I like that. All right. Joey transfer guard Quez Glover enters the transfer portal after a few weeks in Provo. Glover figured to be in the mix for the starting point guard. The Cougars now have two scholarships still available <clears throat> for this season. In better news, Cougars hired Michael Davey as the new director of strength and conditioning and sports science. Davey spent the past eight years as the senior strength and conditioning coach with the Milwaukee Bucks. NBA champ. 
The BYU women's soccer team hosted their blue and white scrimmage on Saturday night. The white team won 4-3. Ali Fryer scored twice for the blue side. Tylee Pratt, Bella Foligno, Brecken Mazingo, Aaron Bailey, and Ellie Ford were the other goal scorers. Their next exhibition match this Thursday against a really good Rutgers side. It happens in New Jersey. Oh, tough to play the Big Ten, Spence. BYU golfers in the Corn Ferry Tour Utah Championship. Cougar golfer Tyson Shelley finished tied for 12th at 17 under. 17 under? Yep. Recent grad Carson Lundell finished tied for 40th at 13 under. How about the amount of people between 13th and uh, 17 under? That's wild. Uh, what? 28 people? Very, very thin line as a margin That's of error. That's Parker Kingston territory. Woo! Uh, Daniel Schneeman, as we move to baseball news in AAA, 5 for 12 with another home run hit over the weekend. He's into double figures in home runs this season. Really good. Jackson Clough also went deep. He had a home run going two for six with two runs batted in over the weekend. Michael Rucker, who's been pitching for the Chicago Cubs, has been uh, reassigned to AAA for the Iowa Cubs. Since being uh, sent down, he made the start, went three scoreless innings, giving up just one hit and struck out two batters for the AAA Cubs. Derek Meek is on the select team for USA Basketball, essentially the practice squad for the World Cup roster. Mika and the Selects beat the roster twice in short scrimmages on Friday. You know we've gone too long when the music comes <laughs> There's a lot going on, man. Those are today's headlines, sponsored by BYU Food To Go, the MVP of your next event. Now let's opinionate in the whip. The Cougar Whip Around is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. We reference it. Here it is. Arizona State's Athletic Director Ray Anderson said the following over the weekend, I promise you I'm not making the trip to Morgantown, referring to West Virginia. What? Spencer, are you making the trip to Morgantown? Yes, and I can't wait. I can't wait either, whenever that opportunity comes. West Virginia is a beautiful state. And What's it's your it's problem. One of the the ideal college football settings and scenarios in the entire country. I want West Virginia to be like, you know where I'm not going where it's 114 right now? Tempe, Arizona. Holy cow. What? Like, I just don't why? Why say that? Why Even walk if you into feel a that just don't fire a shot like that? Don't say that. Now every West Virginia fan hates you. They all hate Arizona State because of that comment. And Keaton Slovis. Good grief. Gambling Gauchos. <laughs> super fun, guys. Super funny account. Posted on X over the weekend. This photo of Kyle Whittingham from his playing days at BYU calling him a Big 12 legend. Is Whittingham, in fact, <laughs> a Big 12 legend? As a BYU player? Sure. As a Utah coach? <laughs> no. That's funny. I, I remember in the early days of the WCC, they were like, Jim or Fredette, one of the WCC's crowds. Sorry, what? Yeah, is Jimmer Fredette now going to be inducted into the Big 12 Hall of Fame? <laughs> uh, maybe. Puka Nikos caught on camera making another oh, fantastic boy. catch at Rams training camp. Only two former Cougs have more than 500 receiving yards in a career in the NFL. That's wild. Austin Collie, Golden Richards. Will Puka have more than 500 this season, potentially? Maybe, because the Rams don't have that deep of a receiver core, Jerem. Yeah. Like, they need Puka Nakua. That's why they drafted it. So, yeah, Puka Nakua might go over 500 yards this season and become the third ever BYU Cougar to hit 500 plus. He, he very well could, man. Let's go. In a career. That's unbelievable. Um, anyway, yeah, he's getting all sorts of attention. Really, really cool to watch him do his thing. Puka doing Puka things, right? Love Coming up, we hear from you and what you think after you've processed through the five stages of grief of rivals re-entering the conference with BYU in the Big 12. Where do you stand with all of that? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Before, before we get to that. Yes. 
We are both in agreement. We would like the Big 12 to give BYU a home game next year. Yes, yes. So it's two in a row. That, that is the only little 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 penance required for Utah well, to enter the league. Technically, Jerem, it'd be? it'd be three in a row. Because BYU hosted Utah in 2019. Then there was no game in 2020 be because COVID canceled the row. game in Salt Lake City. <laughs> then BYU hosted Utah in okay. 2021. So if things change and it's like, oh, well, Utah's playing in Provo in 2024, it would be three consecutive home games against Utah. What if we find out the Big 12 is actually like, no, it's actually two in a row. You have to do 24 and 25. And then just <laughs> Utah, BYU asks, like, we just got to do And pods. Will there be, be pods? I think that, that's Will what makes sense. Will there be divisions? Will there be pods? For scheduling purposes. Like Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah and BYU would be a pod. They play each other every year. Yes. Like, is that a thing we want? I just want Utah every year. I don't need Arizona, Arizona yeah. State every year. Yeah. Colorado. I don't need them every year. Oh, man. Rivalry weekend. But I can see that happen. Rivalry weekend is back, baby. You would think. I hope they put it at the end of you, November. You, you Although, would think. BYU, I think BYU beats Utah in 21 because it's at the beginning of the year. I think if it's at the end of the year, that one's going to be tougher. It, it would have been a better game. Built up for BYU by the end of 2024, if that Utah fits. has BYU in that space right now. I would like I would I would like to play Utah at the end of the year, but BYU has to build up that. Some depth. work to do. Yeah, Some I think BYU had good timing in 21. All right, three days after the announcement, how would you sum up your emotions about the new version of the Big 12, meaning with 16 teams beginning in 2024? <laughs> like two very different versions, right? right Next yes. year's football media days, by the way. Nuts. We're going to have Utes coming on the set? Let's go. Yes. It's, I mean, you say goodbye to Texas and Oklahoma, and then you welcome in now four new teams again. Yes. Four new teams again, but we're not again. the new. But we're like, hey, welcome oh, up. We are long-time What's veterans. What's going on? We've been here a full year. Colorado's like, we've been here. Thank you. Matt Moon on Instagram says, I was angry with the prospect of Utah joining, <laughs> but once it happened, I decided to accept it. Two stages. Of Two stages. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Might as well embrace it and get ready to play Utah every November again. The rivalry is going to start ramping up again. Start? Start, you <laughs> it's, say? It's, it's just perma-ramped. <laughs> yes, it is. Jody Goins on Instagram. I feel for Shep. Shep did not want you to tell He did not want you to tell Sorry, buddy. Shep and a lot of BYU fans. Yeah. Like, no, I, most, I, I dare say. Uh, most. It's interesting. Oh, good point by McMurphy a couple hours ago. Where do the Pac-12 bull tie-ins go? Does the Big 12 jump in and get a few Vegas, more games? Holiday, Sun, Alamo. They already have Alamo, right? It would be awesome to see BYU back in the Holiday Bowl. That would be oh, fantastic. That would be awesome. It'd be fantastic. That's a good bowl game. And BYU, unlike UCLA, would actually show up. And going to San Diego in December is always amazing. 100%. Come on. 100%. All right. Our elite voice of the day, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevator. Oh, this is a good one from our friend. From Russ Heaton. We love Russ. What up, Russ? He says on Instagram, my Thanksgiving is planned already. Every year Thanksgiving's going to be even better. Oh, man, that's a great point. Like, what rivalries exist in the Big 12 now in the 16-team format? Obviously, Arizona and Arizona State and BYU and Utah. Are there the any Sunflower other Sunflower like, Showdown, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas, Kansas State. They play at the end of November? I don't know when like, they play. Like, does there. Baylor, are Baylor and TCU rivals? I don't know who Baylor and TCU's rivals are. TCU was SMU. Like, all the Texas schools kind of hate each other. I get it by proximity. But is there like... A&M Texas in the SEC now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. baby. They have the BYU-Utah thing, which A&M's yes. going, wait, you're in here now? Yeah, it's what? back. It's back. It's our thing. Now I'm, I'm starting to feel better about this. Like, 
some of this nostalgia is being restored, okay. right, across yeah. multiple conferences. Yeah. All right, Jerem, uh, while it's fun to look into the future, right, yeah. like far in 2024, it's yeah. very exciting. Think about the prospect of that. Let's live in the moment a little bit and think about game number one, which is under four weeks away. In fact, it's how many days specifically? Countdown to the Bearcats. 26 days. We're getting there, man. We're getting there. Let's 26 go. days until Lavelle Edwards Stadium is full of 63,000 plus people and apparently a crowd that has sold more season tickets than maybe ever in the history of BYU football. Yeah, this Let's is go, very baby. exciting. All right, on the way, a rise and shout out to a man who, without question, left a great impact on especially one of us here in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. I'll do my best here, Spence. Uh, over the weekend, uh, God called my stepdad, Bruce. Oh, boy. Uh, it's tough. Will you read it? I will. Thank you. Bruce Williams um, returned to his Heavenly Father after a year and a half battle with Alzheimer's and dementia. Terrible disease that withers away a person's body and mind. Bruce is <laughs> now free and reunited with his parents. He was in Jerem's life uh, when he was 14, married uh, Jerem's mom, Julianne, on the day BYU played Utah in football that year, and uh, got to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, started the second quarter. He provided a lot of joy and memories for the Jordan family. He was a Ute, Jerem was a Cougar, but they formed a special bond that is certainly meaningful to Jerem and everyone in the Jordan family. While we're relieved that he doesn't have to suffer anymore, we'll miss him terribly. I love you, Bruce. Well said, Jerem. Love you, brother. Love your mom. Thank you. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Bruce and his family and the Jordans. See you tomorrow.